Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, January 11th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker. Jay Book, some interesting news uh, broke yesterday afternoon that Tate Martell is in the transfer portal. Um, doesn't mean for sure he's transferring, but it sounds like for sure he's transferring. This is interesting because when he was asked about, you know, Justin Fields perhaps coming to Ohio State um, when the Buckeyes were at the Rose Bowl, you know, Tate was adamant that he would stick around. He'd fight it out. Um, sounds like something has changed. Maybe Ohio State told him something he didn't like. Uh, just your thoughts on Tate Martell perhaps transferring from Ohio State. It's really shocking to me considering we're not even uh, close to being spring ball. The guys just started uh, their winter conditioning workouts. So as you mentioned, something had to change. I thought at minimum he would at least, um, at least fight it out in spring ball to see what happens because we're still 60 weeks away from the NCAA deciding if Justin Fields is even going to be cleared. So Tate Martell technically still could have been the starting quarterback if the NCAA comes back and say Fields uh, will have to set out another year. Yeah, with Justin Fields, let's just focus on that for a second. I mean, it sounds like he's going to be eligible right away unless, you know, everything we're hearing is wrong. I mean, Tate Martell obviously feels that way. He wouldn't be taking this step. What are your expectations for Justin Fields uh, if he is Ohio State's starting quarterback this fall? If he's a starting quarterback, I think he's going to flourish in this system. We've talked about it numerous times. He's the definition of of the cheat code. I look at him as as having a a ceiling of a Trevor Lawrence, uh, a young guy who can make all the throws, but he also has the element to his game with his legs where he can make you pay. If you pull up his freshman clip when he was at Georgia, you will see uh, a lot of plays that he was able to make with his feet. And I think under the, the guidance of Ryan Day and, and Mike Yersich, I think he's going to really flourish as a passer. And if you look at the skill position guys that Ohio State has coming back, it's another uh, loaded wide receiver group with some experiences coming back with K.J. Hill. I think he has the potential to be a, a potential Big Ten player of the year at the quarterback position. There's so much to talk about, Jay Book. Uh, let's talk about some coaching stuff. Uh, looks like Greg Madison and Jeff Halfley are kind of going to be co-coordinators. It sounds like Madison will have the title of defensive coordinator. Halfley will be co-DC and DB coach. But, uh, man, I don't know if Halfley would come to the uh, from the NFL to Ohio State unless he's going to have a lot of pool. Um, just your thoughts on Madison and Halfley kind of running this defense together. Yeah, I'll start with Halfley. I think uh, it's going to be interesting – uh, we don't know a whole lot about him, but players, uh, including Tyvis Powell, has vouched for him and said that he is an absolute home run hire. So if those guys, uh, including Richard Sherman, are coming out saying that he's a heck of a defensive back coach, I take their word for it. I know uh, one of the other uh, 24-7 beat writers came onto the board and said he was a heck of a recruiter when he was covering Rutgers uh, uh, football and, as well as Pitt. So I think that's going to be something to watch. It's going to be interesting to just to see what type of concepts he's going to mat, uh, mesh with uh, with Greg Madison. And, and, I, and I think the hiring of Greg Madison speaks volumes to what Ryan, how Ryan Day feels about him. Because yesterday on 
one of the fans, James Laurinaitis, at the end of the show said that he knows for a fact that Ohio State had offered Marcus Freeman the linebacker coach. And that's a demotion for Marcus Freeman, who's a heck of a defensive coordinator. He footed the top 10 defense at the age of 32. So he's an up and comer. And for uh, for them to think highly of Freeman to even offer him a position on the staff, but also more so thinking about Madison in the way that they do, that they would give him the position over Marcus Freeman is something to watch. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth right there. I was going to ask you about Marcus Freeman. I saw you tweeted about this yesterday. I was mildly surprised. I was under the impression if Marcus Freeman, yeah, he's the defensive coordinator at UC. Yeah, he's calling the defense. Uh, uh, but still, I was under the impression he he would want to come to Ohio State, even take a lesser role as linebackers coach uh, to come home and probably get a pay raise. I'm sure whatever Ohio State was offering Marcus Freeman was more than he was making as defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. So I was surprised to learn Marcus Freeman uh, turned Ryan Day down. Were you surprised or does that not really uh, take you by surprise, Jay Book? I was I was mildly surprised, but I try to put myself in the position of Marcus Freeman. He just turned 32 yesterday, and the guy is an up-and-coming defensive star in the coaching ranks. Luke Fickle, it, it was said on 97-1 The Fan as well, he talked to Gordon Gee at West Virginia, and he was offered the head coaching job at West Virginia, but he declined it because he felt it wasn't a good fit for him and his family. Now, if he would have accepted that job, you're talking about Marcus Freeman, a 32-year-old defensive coordinator in the Big 12, probably making you know quite a bit of change there. And, and, and I think the Twitter followers also brought up a good point. If Fickle's already being courted for other power five jobs like that, and if he decides to take it within two years, Marcus Freeman's name could be in the running for the potential replacement of Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, a young up-and-coming coach. Uh, that a lot of teams are coming after. So for him, career-wise, I can see where he's like, hey, you know, I'm killing it as a defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. I'm not really looking at uh, taking a step back and just being a linebacker coach because I feel like I have more to bring to the table. It would it would have been highly interesting if he would have been offered a co-coordinator um, spot and he decided to decline it. But with him just being offered a linebacker spot, he decided to stay with Luke Fickle. Obviously, the Buckeyes did a great job filling their linebacker coach uh, role with getting Al Washington, poaching him from Michigan. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's uh, the Buckeyes are, are winning two battles there. They add a, a rising young star to their staff and, and they steal one away from Michigan, their number one rival. So Al Washington coming to Ohio State as linebacker coach. I guess if the Buckeyes would have got Marcus Freeman, they wouldn't have Al Washington. So uh, while I wanted Freeman, I'm. I'm very happy with Al Washington too, Jonah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy with the Al Washington hire. I think he's going to absolutely kill it there. Uh, he's a local guy, so he knows what it means to be a Buckeye through and through, uh, considering his father went there. And I thought the story that was posted on our uh, Bucknut site, uh, courtesy of the Ozone, was very interesting where he was really pondering back and forth. Michigan made a, a huge play after him, offered him a huge pay raise and more responsibilities. He, he really didn't know. He was kind of torn. And, and Big Al Sr. drove up there to Ann Arbor, um, you know, immediately had that father-son conversation with him, persuaded him to come to Ohio State and told him, now go call your mother. The deal's done. So just, I thought that was a pretty interesting story there. And I think just having uh, a guy who's an up-and-coming coach, coaching the linebackers, with Greg Madison, I'm looking for our front seven to be vastly improved. The big thing for me, Dave, is just 
making sure that those linebackers are gap sound. How many times did we watch games where the guys were just out of position, taking false steps, which was causing uh, huge chunk plays? And just getting that front seven shored up is going to be uh, the big key. And I think the addition of Madison and, and Washington is going to be huge in that front because if you look at Michigan's defense, that was one of their uh, that was one of their heart and souls was the front seven and how they perform. Obviously, Ohio State stonewalled them when they when they met up uh, in November, but overall, the Michigan front seven has been the linchpin of that defense. We're about three and a half weeks, roughly, away from what's now the late signing period uh, for the 2019 class. Obviously, the the main name that Buckeye fans want to know about is Doug Nestor. Interesting, he was the first verbal commitment to the class, um, and now they're re-recruiting him, of course. Looks like it's down to Ohio State and Virginia Tech. Penn State's in there as well, but he has dropped Georgia. Just from everything you're hearing and reading, uh, do you think Doug Nestor will eventually be a Buckeye, Jay Book? That, that's going to be a tough one because that I think that also plays into uh, what happens with Stud uh, because there's a lot of speculation, especially from – our own Bill Green, as well as the, the Maryland 27 board, that it looks like Stud's on his way out, and he's potentially headed there. And Nestor is very – he's huge on Stud and wanting to play for him. So depending on what happens there, obviously Ohio State is going to have to recruit him as if he was never really committed to the actual ground because it's going to have to take some time for him to build that relationship up with whoever the new potential offensive line coach is. So if they land Nestor, I will say this is Ryan Day bringing it home for the good guys. So right now I'm cautiously optimistic, but with the news to studs out, I think it kind of tilts in the favor of potentially Virginia Tech there, but anything can happen in recruiting. You never know. And before I let you go, I do want to circle back to Tate Martell. Um, you know, I mean, what do you think Buckeye fans are going to say about this if he if he does transfer after he was just absolutely so adamant that he was going to stick around and and fight it out? I thought he'd at least stick around through spring ball. Then he didn't like what he was told. Then he might transfer. But uh, just what do you think the reaction is going to be from Buckeye fans toward Tate Martell if he if he leaves after what he he said at Rose at the Rose Bowl? Unfortunately, Ohio State fans are going to come out pretty much against the transfer. I mean, you had uh, a segment of the fan base who was already uh, telling him to, to keep his mouth shut in regards to his comments before Justin Fields even transferred. So now that he put those comments out there about how he was there for the team and he was there for all the guys, his boys in the locker room, uh, and then you turn around a week after that pretty much and, and you transfer out when Justin Fields just stepped on campus last week. To me, it's kind of weak on his part because at the minimum, fight it out. You you got. I know you you want to be the starter, but nothing's given in life. The Ohio State position is earned. I know people say Justin Fields being gifted the position, but hey, put up a fight. It's a quarterback battle. You never know in this day and age, a quarterback can go down in a heartbeat. We saw this same situation play out at Nebraska, where the guy where, where Martinez came in there as a freshman and beat out the other Nebraska quarterback who was a veteran, and that guy transferred out. Within two weeks, Martinez ended up getting hurt and miss, missing major time, and now Nebraska was stuck. Obviously, we're, we're lucky to have Baldwin in the fold, but at this point, nobody knows how ready he is. There's a lot of hype and high potential with him because everybody believes he can make all the throws that Ryan Day wants. I know Stanley Jackson is very big on Matthew Baldwin. He's been over there to practice several times, and he, he believes that, given the opportunity, that 
Baldwin could be even pushing Tate Martell down the depth chart if he's fully healthy because Baldwin's put on 20 plus pounds since he's arrived on campus. He has a he has a ball, he has an arm uh, that can really snap the football. So I think it's just going to be a situation where Tate's going to he's going to take it from Ohio State fans if he ends up transferring. But uh, I wish him nothing but the best. He has to make the best decision for himself. But Ohio State fans are definitely going to let him have it. Great insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. You can catch him on Twitter at jbook37. So thank you very much to Jonah Booker. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Fight, 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 fight.